Hello, and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Salette. And this is Kalina. We're a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, we're happy to be back with you for our second week of Black History Month. And we have a, another Black author to share, Mila Nix. And we read Black Witch Magic. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That is. That's what we're doing today. Before we jump in, you want to do a quickie? Yes. Do you name your car or truck, your vehicles? Do you give them names, nicknames, pet names? Do we christening our our vehicles? Why, yes, indeed we do. (laughs) (laughs) They're all a little ridiculous. (laughs) So I have a Highlander. I wanted to name him Duncan. Oh, yeah. Because he should have definitely been called Duncan. Yeah, Duncan or I didn't want Connor. I actually wanted McCloud. That was the one I wanted. Oh, McCloud, yeah. Yeah, but we settled on Appa, who is the flying bison from Avatar, the last Mm -hmm. airbender. Mm-hmm. Which works too, and it's yeah. just stuff. Well, and works. also because all your cars are always white. All of them. We don't buy any other kind of color car. It's they're all white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Dan's Toyota is we call him Gandalf because he's always trying to race other trucks and cars and stuff, and he doesn't. He says, <laughs> "You shall not shall pass." pass. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime another vehicle tries to pass, he fucking when he's on cruise control, will race them up a hill. So that's his name. <laughs> and then our RV is named, we nicknamed it the Hilton. <laughs> because Dan uh, Dan christened it with a wet dream he had about Paris Hilton. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's the fucking best. <laughs> it happened before he and I ever bumped uglies in it. So that is what we call it. We call our RV the Hilton. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Mm. yeah what about you i don't i always want to but i just like i just think that's not part of my creativity (laughs) i've never actually had to name anything nothing nothing Nothing. inanimate no kids (laughs) no pets That's true. And no inanimate things. That's very true, because you got Canelo and he was already named. Uh-huh. I guess as a child, I had a couple of hamsters and a couple birds that I did name. Okay. But aside from that, in my youth, like childhood, which, you know, shit, you name shit dumb shit when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Canelo was already, he already had a name and he was like almost two. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's your name. I'm not going to fuck around with it. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, he's my only, like, adult pet I've ever had. And so, yeah, I've never named things. And I I always struggle with that as someone with a really unique name. I honestly (laughs) lived in, like, anxiety that if I ever had kids, I wouldn't be able to name them because I don't know how to create a unique (laughs) name like mine. And I wouldn't want to give them a normal name. (laughs) I'm I'm 100%. My kids have unique names. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. I get it. And so I was just like, that's part of the reasons I was like, I never want to have kids. I don't have to deal with that stress. naming them because <laughs> that name goes out with you forever for life and it, it's just something like your parent picked out on a whim <laughs> yes and it it really does sort of it defines you and how you are and like people butchered my fucking name growing up that's affected me i wouldn't say in a negative way but it's actually made me like embrace it a little bit more oh so i get the biggest kick like they could say it if they see it right yeah i get the biggest kick out of just telling people it and watching them spell it yeah. in just the most ridiculous ways they're like, and that is how. And I was like, yeah, you go ahead. You spell it. It's fun. Yeah. Yes. This is fun for me. This is where I live. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because we went to a Vietnamese sandwich shop the other day, Dan and I. And Aww, he's like, I, I think it's me. so. Oh, so good. And Dan was like, you love cringe. Like, you love doing You love making people uncomfortable. And you love cringe. And I was like, I do. He goes, but the one opportunity that you get, not the one, the many opportunities you get to make people cringe, you don't take it. You tell people your name is Sarah when you have an order. When you could totally say, my name is Saylet, and just stare at them. I'm like, that's what Kalina does. <laughs> He's like, yeah, she takes that opportunity. Whereas you could totally do that. And I'm like, I could. I could. Yeah. But, what, yeah. but I mean, I never get mad at them. I like I don't sure. act when they spell it weird because it's that's the fun part. Is like how are you gonna it spell is. it? Because it comes out all kinds of ways, like you know, Colleen with an A on the end, and all kinds of fun things. And I just like seeing how they're gonna do it. I'm just like, mm-hmm. how do you think that's spelled? Yeah, <laughs> you know, K's are in there sometimes. Lots of E's, O's. Yeah, yeah, I love it. 
Um, and then I just move on with my life, and you know, it doesn't kill me. Yeah. But some like the smart ones will just take it off of the card. Although now we don't hand cards over anymore, like we used to. Like now you just no. tap and shit. You just tap. But yeah. yeah, in the old days, you used to like hand like, your card to someone, so they'd just be like, oh, I can they see it. Signature huh. and the ID and the and, yes. <laughs> and if they directly ask, like, how do you spell that? Then I'll tell them. I'm not going to yes. be that big of an asshole. I'm not like, no, you figure it out. <laughs> Because then they'll spell it B-I-T-C-H. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Kalina with a B. Yep. <laughs> anyway. It's uh, fun. But yeah, no, I don't. So I always want to have a name. And especially like, I mean, the Jeep's been with me for like 15 fucking years. Yeah. And the truck. They feel like they both should have names, but they just mm-hmm. don't. It's the Jeep and the truck. Maybe in time. At least I'm not like the Hill House that had like 15 Nissans and just called them the, the Nissan. Case, they all they all had the same name, the Nissan. And I was like, wait, that's all your cars. <laughs> oh, man. I remember that whole debacle. Well, like, like, I don't know what car you're talking about. You can't just say the Nissan. <laughs> no. Uh, All right. But that comes up because in the book, the uh, ghost hunters have a, a caravan and they name it Ghost, yes. which is fun. <laughs> which is fun. Yeah. So like- we wanted to do that for our quickie today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to give a real quick Cliff Notes version of the book. I will mm-hmm. say it's a lot longer than a lot of the books we've read lately. You know, we've yes. got, if you follow along with us, you've probably noticed we got into a real sweet <laughs> spot of kind of that short novella length book. Yes. This is not one of those. It's full, it full not. book, full length book. <laughs> so I don't want to go over too much of it because it, honestly, we read the whole book and I still don't know what happened to some of they, it. <laughs> still pretty open. Yeah. There was a lot of unanswered questions. But basically, it takes place in this small New England town, Brimrock. And back in the 70s, I think, two witches have a fight over a man. <laughs> There's a, a guy named John who's engaged to one witch, Aurora, but is found sleeping with another witch, Luna. So Aurora and Luna fight. Aurora is some kind of weird, I don't know, strong, weird witch. And Luna's a, a, a moon witch, a Luna, lunar witch. And Aurora is able to put a curse on Luna that she and all her descendants will live sad, miserable, lonely lives stuck in Brimrock and never able to leave the town and will pay back all the misery that they have caused Mm -hmm. to Aurora. Well, John is in a coma and both witches have disappeared. So the town has a lot of history and lore about especially Luna, Luna Black. Blackstone? Blackstone. Blackstone. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say Blackwater. That's I almost said Blackwater. And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't think it's that. Uh, no. <laughs> so um, they believe that she she's a witch and that they cite her, you know, wandering the town and scaring the kids. And occasionally men keep dying and they blame it on her. And like this goes down through history. And all of the future Blackstones. Uh, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Blackrock. Yeah. I also think because it's Brimrock. So I want to say Black Rock, but it's not. Anyway. Um, so, like, Luna had a daughter when she disappeared, and then that daughter grows up and has a kid, Selena. And Celine. Celine. And both of them, you know, spend their whole lives in Brimrock. Celine's uh, mother passed, has passed away at this point, so it's just Celine. And her best friend, Noelle, and Aunt Bibi, who are the only witches left in town. And so she's just kind of a sad sack. She works at the library. Everyone hates her. Nobody talks to her. <laughs> she it's really sad. She has really pathetic dates that never go anywhere. And she's just convinced that, you know, she's cursed. She's under this family curse and she can't, she physically cannot leave town. Like, if she tries to cross the town border, mm-hmm. she gets zapped back, like, magic. Which is funny, because we've read a book like that. The Prince in Leather. It was, where she yes. couldn't leave the hotel leave the hotel i was like damn these family curses are fucked (laughs) up don't get involved with them Mm -hmm. but anyway eddie and aiden are paranormal investigators for youtube or as it's called in the book utv (laughs) i will not remember to do that i'm going to say youtube if it comes up just a side note and they go around the country in their caravan investigating paranormal activity, ghost hidings, that kind of thing. And for their 50th episode, they're going to Brimrock to do Luna Blackstone and her ghost that is seen around town and try to get to the bottom of it. It also ties in because Eddie's from Brimrock. His aunt and uncle live there, and that's where they're going to spend the Christmas holiday season. Aiden has agreed to go with him, even though he hates Christmas, and this family's going to be super fucking Christmassy for the whole time. And so it's a weird... 
understatement of the world. <laughs> yeah, it gets weird. <laughs> Naturally, Aiden and Luna, or Aiden and Celine meet. They kind of start flirty thing. He finds out who she is. He lies about who he is. She finds out anyway. Yeah. Then, you know, she tries to get him to stop investigating. He tries to find proof that nothing witchy is happening because he's the skeptic on the show. So he doesn't believe in witchy stuff and, and ghosts and anything. So he's always... so. And right then when he shows up, another man has been found with his life force basically drained, just like John back in the 70s. So everyone in town is all freaking out. They think it's Celine. They think the same thing that's happened to John has happened to Peter. And he just wants to prove that it's not, that it's like some other understandable phenomenon. They start kind of hanging out, dating a little bit. You know, he's hiding shit from Eddie. He's not going to family gatherings. He's not doing family portraits and sledding and gingerbread cookie competitions and all this shit. It's pissing off Aunt Priscilla. She can't (laughs) handle that. He keeps leaving, even though he's not part of their family. We need to just really stress that. He's he's just... He's a guest. He's a guest. And um, they basically investigate. They don't find anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then Priscilla, who was actually Aurora from the beginning, she's just been hiding out as Priscilla this whole time. She's basically some kind of like enchantress succubus thing succubus, where she yeah. lives off the life forces of men that she sucks out of them. Uh, she shows up and she's like, I'm tired of this. I'm going to just kill you now. I was having fun making you miserable, but now I just want you dead to Luna uh-huh. or to Celine. And they fight and she dies naturally and, and Celine lives and Eddie finds out his aunt was a succubus. Yes. <laughs> so his world's a little topsy-turvy at the moment. The show's future's in jeopardy. Celine still doesn't think that the curse has been lifted, but she at the very end, Aiden convinces her to try and he wants her yeah. to come out on the road with him and continue the show. And so she drives with him out of Brimrock and is able to, yay, escape the yay. town. And so the, the curse really has broken for her. She gets to she gets to pursue an actual happy life full of adventure and love and anything she wants. She's not stuck there, being the town's whipping girl. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the tale. There are a lot of pieces of this book where maybe we didn't necessarily need it. It was a very, very long book. But there were also a lot of parts in there that were really entertaining. There's some really, really cute, really unique for a romance. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of shit in here where I was like, oh, oh, we haven't gotten this before. Never seen that Mm -hmm. in a romance book. So that's fun. It does make the book a lot fun. To yeah. read. But like, yeah, they really set up the dating relationship in a way that is very unusual for a paranormal romance. Like there's definitely no fate. There's no, no. you know, they aren't mates in that kind of sense, like our other books have it. They just like, like each other and they mm-hmm. start dating. And so there's a whole bunch of really cu- cutesy scenes with them, like playing in the snow or getting drunk or, you know, going to dinner. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So much dinner. Like, Celine is a little cautionary about it, but not to the point where she's, like, not agreeing to go out with him. She does. Mm -hmm. And in fact, she asked him out, like, I think twice to dinner and then I think a different time. Well, the dinner one was a little bit of a ploy. (laughs) Well, yeah, that was when she was trying to get rid of him. Or, like, she was trying to to just redirect him away from the investigation into Luna and accidentally poisoned him with basil, which he's deathly allergic to. (laughs) That was, I was just like, oh, snap. Oh, no. <laughs> that shit just happened. He's like, I don't remember there being basil on the ingredients of this meal. I ordered. What was it that he ordered? Um, Steak with a peppercorn sauce. <laughs> yes. That I was like, yeah. doesn't call for basil. I mean, also, it could. Don't poison people. It's it's not a cool thing. Even if you not drug people you're with a poisons or potions yes. or just drugs. Don't like, do it. Not cool. Not cool, people. Just not cool. Not a cool thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and he forgives her. Like, oh, just brushes it off. He's like, yeah, yeah. And she, then guys. she doesn't tell him for like weeks. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I almost killed you one night. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I, I was suspicious basil? about that basil, but you know, it's fine. We're even. And I'm like, you didn't try to kill her at any point. No. <laughs> That's like if somebody came by and was like, here, some shrimp chips, which I loved, by the way. I know they gross you out, but they're oh, so. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't slip shrimp chips into my food. No, say that 10 times fast. That's a new tongue, I- <laughs> tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. Slip, slip shrimp, shrimp chips. Shrimp chips. <laughs> Can't even say what. <laughs> also, chips. what the fuck is a shrimp chip? Yeah, I know. Everybody is wondering. It's a thing. It's an Asian thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but they're a cute couple because they kind of have like that nerdy 
bookish. They're both big book nerds, introvert, uh-huh. uh, but super like dry, sarcastic vibes. Yeah. So they're fun. They're fun together. They're, they're fun cute. little cute couple. And I like a lot of the scenes that Mila writes about, you know, like the snow scene was pretty fun. After the, uh, their dinner date mm-hmm. at the Mulberry? No, no, no. Not after the Mulberry because that one Which they one? almost died. It was when they accidentally ran into each other at the gin house. Oh, yes. That's right. Because they were both a little tipsy. They got really drunk and then she was running around in the snow because it was beautiful. And he was like, stop <laughs> it. And then he tried to grab her and then they both fell down. And she's like, that was yeah. your fault. She's like, well, you were running around like a crazy person. That is cute. Have you ever had that before where it's like, even if it was a setup date, but just like the spontaneous thing that you do after you hang out with somebody just randomly, you know? No, but I am <laughs> not. I'm not fun. <laughs> oh, no, that's untrue. <laughs> That is untrue. You are fun. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be doing this if you weren't fun. (laughs) Dan took me out grocery, well, not grocery shopping. We just went to King Supers and he just pushed me around in the shopping cart Mm -hmm. on our very first night together ever 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So those moments are fun. And this one was, I I like Mila's writing. Mm -hmm. I think there are lots of fillers in here that didn't need to be, but I didn't have a problem with how she wrote. No, I didn't either. I think it's a fun, like, I like her writing style. Mm -hmm. I like the depth to the characters is really interesting. In a way, it's very, like, we're saying things that didn't need to be in there, but this is the book she wanted to write, and it is a Mm -hmm. slow-paced book. Like, I'm a lot more used to fast-paced books where things start happening pretty quickly and go bang, 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 bang. This is a book where we get whole days go by with, like, not anything's happening, but it's being described. (laughs) Yeah. But that's an intentional choice to make a slower paced book and watch a, a, re- a relationship develop, which we never really get to see. Right. They're yeah. always just like, oh, my God, you're my fated mate. I love that's you. That's exactly. Like, it's it's okay. the cop out, right? Because we're the fated mates. This is what's supposed to happen. We don't get to see it blossom. And the funny part is this is the story I like more because I don't believe in fated mates. So <laughs> like you would think I'd be more interested in this nice slow romance. I did think her kissing scenes, like some of the scenes between them before mm. they ever had sex were super steamy. Yeah. Like she really wrote well that kind of like intense chemistry that was developing mm-hmm. and how they just like look at each other and be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it emotes straight from the book into your feelers. There were like words. I think I looked up more words in this book than I ever have reading any other books. So she used some terminologies that I didn't, I, I, know, I had no idea those were even words having two bookish people as your main characters really yes. gives you the free reign to use some off the wall vocabulary mm-hmm. which i enjoyed mm-hmm. <laughs> and i love the quirky awkwardness of both of the characters because they are nerdy and weird but they they get along aiden is a very good character now he I did lie in the big be- yeah he did he did lie in the beginning about why he was there but i think so the difficult part for him was keeping this from her at first and then keeping it from his best friend Eddie later. Mm-hmm. So he was, I don't want to necessarily say betraying, but he was lying to either person at some point or another. Well, in the defense against the Eddie bit, mm-hmm. at the very beginning, he kept trying to talk about the investigation he was doing. Like before he was really seeing Celine, like when he was, he was still immediately started investigating and Eddie's like, Man, it's the two weeks of Christmas. I'm not doing any work. That's right. Until yeah. after New Year's. Mm-hmm. And he would not listen to Aiden and talk yeah. about it. He's like, no, we're not doing anything. We're just doing Christmas <laughs> stuff. And Aiden's like, you know, I hate Christmas stuff. Like, I'm yeah. not going to do Christmas stuff. I'm going to do research if I'm here. And then they had all these ties, like the family. I mean, it all works out and it all makes sense in the end. So this Pete guy that at the very, very beginning gets his life force sucked out of him and has found comatose in his house. Mm-hmm. He was Rory's boyfriend and Rory is Eddie's cousin. So he, she lives in the house. Priscilla's She's, daughter. Priscilla's daughter. Well, adopted daughter. And so she lives in the house and they broke up. And so she was really bummed out about that. And then he, word got around that he was going on a blind date with Celine. Mm-hmm. He'd agreed to go on a date with Celine, who everyone hates because she's a witch. Right. And her family's a witch and everything. And so, you know, that made Rory even more upset. And then he gets this life force sucked out of him. Of course, we find out that was Priscilla at the end. But like, who was it is kind of like a big part of the yeah. investigation is like, how did this happen? 
and why. Like, if he was supposed to go on a date, but they, he never showed up for that date with mm-hmm. Celine, and he got his life force sucked out. That kind of proves that she didn't do it, I think, but whatever. That was 100% proof. I don't understand why everybody kept following. The cops kept following her around, and everybody was. But I also think it's because Priscilla was. She was behind, obviously. Well, she works for the she mayor. The bad so guy. she's yeah, she sitting there the whispering in his ear, like, you know it's her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And the mayor is the brother of one of the... Of John Grisby, the very first victim of Luna yeah. and Dorora's fight. Yeah. She had all these things going after her, and it's really sad. Here's one one thing that I don't like and I can't understand, and we have seen this in some other stories that we've read, was the, um, like, I understand that maybe you're, you can have hate or, like, contention between the one other person, but why then hate their granddaughter after that? It's not the granddaughter's fault. Why are you going after Celine? Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's always a hard thing for me to understand, like, displaced anger and and frustration. Like, inflicting pain beyond its... Like, if you're honestly just trying to get, you know, retribution for the pain caused to you, like, Mm -hmm. even then, I just don't get it. It's hard for me to understand. I put myself in that mindset. Yeah. But But I think the point is, she was already, like, when she was trying to marry John, that was supposed to be her happily ever after relationship, she was already a succubus power crazy witch. Yeah. Because she already looked old and decrepit and had on that fake face that she would put and then it would fall away when she was in her witchy powers trying to suck the life force out of people. So mm-hmm. my guess is the kind of living like that's not a good humanity thing. <laughs> <laughs> it tarnishes your humanity. So it's easier for you to just see everybody as an enemy. Right. Instead of like, yeah. Yeah. And so much so that she was willing to, uh, this is towards the end, but she fucking shot a hole through her nephew. Like, yeah. you know, like his shoulder. Yeah. And I don't know, I couldn't, it, it is misplaced hate, and it's just, it was just over the top, too Over much. the top. Well, and she was over the top in everything. So yes, she when was, she was pr- when she was being <laughs> Priscilla, she was awful. And, like, crying because... Guilt tripping. Tw- like, a, an almost 30-year-old man yeah. who your nephew ha- has brought, who's his best friend, and he's brought to family Christmas is not interested in doing every single family activity mm-hmm. you have planned, which sounds like 10 a day for two yeah. weeks. And you're going to cry about it? Like, I just want a happy Christmas. Fuck off. He's not a, He is not obligated nope. to do your Christmas shit with you and the whole family. He's not part of your family. In fact, no. your family's not obligated to do your fucking Christmas shit. <laughs> like, I was really tired of her. I was super tired of that storyline. I'm glad she ended up being evil because I was like... I couldn't decide if it was her or the or the head the librarian because the head librarian's totally evil too. But she's she just not a was witch. <laughs> a cunt. Yeah, no, she was she was just mean, just mean. very very mean to Celine. There were some really nasty scenes with her as well. But then we also have Rory, who is Priscilla's daughter, who is Peter's girlfriend. And we didn't get to know really anything about her and her storyline and her, I don't know, that is the connection. But she was sort of like, oh, could it have been Rory too? Which Aiden also thought if, you know, Rory was the one that was actually behind Peter's attack. So there was a, there was a lot of, like, two different characters that she was able to hide behind. Did you suspect Priscilla at all? Was it between Priscilla and Miriam for you? Yeah, I think I have a note in there because I was just like, which one of these bitches is it? <laughs> yes, you know you it's got to be someone who plays a main role, right? It's not just yeah. gonna be like, and then Jody yeah. that we haven't introduced yet. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got to yeah, be you, somebody we've met. You mentioned and either Aurora, and I figured it was either them because they're the main other ladies, mm-hmm. and I felt like their their age kind of put them at the right time, but. I just, I think the whole Rory thing too, yeah, that was harder to understand. I, I guess she was we got no set, f- she, she was, she was kind of a little bit of a red herring, but yeah. it didn't hold together very well. No. And like, I also wasn't buying her being that upset. I just was like, dude broke up with you. The Why are you upset that he got hurt? <laughs> the only thing that I could, and this was the story that I was expecting, was that she knows that Priscilla is a witch. Oh, okay. And so she knows how Peter actually got hurt or became a comatose. Mm-hmm. was because her mother was you know and she had to keep it secret obviously she can't that would have made a lot more sense for why mm-hmm. she was not just sad but like un- unimaginably like mm-hmm. upset like to the point we're not yeah. even able to spend a minute with other human beings and i was like yeah i mean if that was my mom i also wouldn't be able to spend much time with 
her. Oh, no. She would occupy your life. I'd be like, and no. Every minute of everything that you did every day. No. But I don't know. It was, yeah, that was all kind of weird extra pieces and, you know, side pieces that yeah. existed and were like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> So we had one of the most unusual sex scenes we've ever gotten in a we romance book. haven't had this before, and it's really interesting, you guys. So I don't remember which date this was. I don't either. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But they have their first, yeah, sexual encounter, and they're making out. This was after they had pizza because she hadn't gone grocery shopping for- She didn't grocery shop for a whole two weeks. She never had food. The entire book. No. <laughs> she didn't she, have she lived food off in of her kitchen. pita butter and banana yeah. sandwiches, and even that, I was like, no, bananas don't last that long. There's no, no way the bananas no. you bought two weeks <laughs> ago you could still eat. There. But she lives in this because she inherited the house that her grandmother had. And it's this big, beautiful Victorian, which I want, by the way. Mm-hmm. I need a house like that so badly. I want the house from the... Um, Practical Magic. That? Yes, from Practical Magic. That's my dream house. I just guessed that because that's the house I want. I assume you exa- also wanted that house. <laughs> yes, I do. That is the house that we should have. So she lives by herself in this house, but, you know, she she doesn't – she hasn't gone grocery shopping yet. So they were eating pizza and stuff, and then they started making out. And then it gets to the hot and heavy, where – this is also something else, where it's like they go straight into intercourse. They didn't Absolutely. really have he no foreplay. doesn't try no, anything else. <laughs> nothing. No, no nipple play, no fingers, no, like, going – like, no oral. None of that stuff happens, which, whatever, it's okay. Like, it's it's whatever. But after he puts the condom on, he does, like, three thrusts right uh, i don't even think it's three i think he goes <laughs> okay. in i think it maybe takes three pushes to get in all the oh, way and then he's done <laughs> he just goes and he's embarrassed he's like he's oh, like, oh. no <laughs> and she's just like oh and she's like because she's talking about like how she's been you know obviously she's been with other men and it hasn't been like she's she literally had- said that all of them could be sorted into two categories pathetic and pitiful <laughs> if oh. they if they weren't one minute men they were clumsy and heavy-handed pawing at her like they hadn't <laughs> the faintest clue about female anatomy yep i'm remembering it now that's good that's and- so funny and uh, yeah <laughs> I wonder how many other people have those experiences. Yeah, I think Probably if you're a hetero a woman, it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> Probably a lot. Statistics are still pretty bad on that. <laughs> yes. And so she she attributed this to, because he was really apologetic, though. He was just like, I'm sorry, I could do better. Please let me, let we can try again soon. <laughs> no, not right soon. now. Cause... Not right now, but you know. <laughs> I mean, she was disappointed, obviously, but I think she was more disappointed the thought that it was because of the curse, not really yeah, because of how she he performed. She assumed it was the curse, and she had, again, gotten, like, her hopes up. She, she says a lot, like, you just can't, I can't mm-hmm. get my hopes up about things. I can't think something good's going to come for me because it doesn't. (laughs) I'm always disappointed in the end. And Mm -hmm. so she really, like, unlike any of her other dates, which just kind of fizzle, like, she's been having a good time with Aiden. And, like, it's been a week or two. You know, they've been seeing each other and flirting and, like, it it felt more real and more, like... And, again, they had crazy good kisses for, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of... A lot of really good kisses. A lot of hot, steamy chemistry. It really felt... She's like, oh, this one's going to be good. I'm going to get good sex. Yeah. And then he just was like... Boom, boom, oh, bam. And, and she's like, like, oh. Yeah, I mean, because she even leads up to it with, like, the description of his, like, his fat mushroom tip, which is the perfect greatest description you could ever give. I just love reading that term. It's oh. just so much fun. It's the best I description. <laughs> only want them to be called that from now on. Forever. I want every book to use fat mushroom tip because I love it. Is, it. I love it so 100%. much. And it evokes such a visceral image in yes. my brain of a fucking yes. <laughs> you know what's fun about it is not only just like looking at it, touching it and, and feeling that. It's just like when it's full, when the mm-hmm. girth is like it's fully mm-hmm. erect and it's all ready to go. <laughs> It's just when you like lift it a little bit, it just let it flop up and down. It just play, and it's just so big and smooth. So it's smooth. I think the smoothness so- always gets me. I'm always like, oh, wow. Yes. That smoothed out. <laughs> it's so pretty. You even get like real close and you're just like, it's a, yeah, definitely a cyclops. It's, it's slit goes the other way like a goat's eye, but whatever. It works. <laughs> it works. And you're just like, you sing into it, maybe. You have a little bit of fun, a little conversation. And then Jen pats you on the head and says, stop. Let's just. 
<laughs> I'm like, you shut up. I'm having a conversation right now with my friend. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a part of this. <laughs> this, is this is about you. This is about you. about him and me. me. We're talking. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's good. I appreciate it. I will always appreciate a description about the fat mushroom tip. Also, just that's never, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, she has a lot of really fun. Again, they had terrible sex. That's, they did. I've they did. never once read sex. terrible sex in a nope. romance book. They're always like, hit it out of the park the first time, every time. Seven Four orgasms. orgasms five orgasms. Like- <laughs> just like, no. And he can just keep going because All he's the, Well, he's some supernatural yeah, yeah, creature or whatever. Aiden's human. He's, he's just fun. human. He's just a human dude. <laughs> and he's all like, holy shit. <laughs> he was mortified. He felt really, really bad. And then Eddie later was like, um, I know it's been a year, but don't you, what does he say? Something about a cyclops. Um, <laughs> don't, oh God, what was it? Oh yeah. Take me don't, off. don't you at least play tug of war with a cyclops? <laughs> And it's like, yeah, you know, just you got to keep your stamina going. Practice. But I think, like, he's, you know, as as Aiden points out, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I am human, but I think we can both agree it's not the same as the real thing. Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the good thing about that situation was that even though uh, Celine was disappointed by it, it, but like we said, it was more so of the curse, she was still talking to him and was still interested in him and still wanted to get to know him begrudgingly. She couldn't help the way that she feels. But Well, he had a really, like, it took him a while, but he finally crafted a really good text about mm. it. And he, like, just owned it and was just like, I hope that that doesn't mean, you know, I'm so disappointing. You don't want to potentially see me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny. And like, even she was like, yeah, I'm not mad about it. Because she did say something at the end. Oh, it was to be expected or something. And he didn't know how to take that because he didn't know about the curse thing. Right. And so he was unsure what she meant. But she's, yeah, she's like, no, nah, this isn't about you. This is, I don't get to have fun sex. Yeah. I could see a lot of like men probably taking that as a dig on them and their performance. And so they wouldn't be interested in seeing her again just because oh, of that. Oh, 100%. You know? Also, I think like embarrassment itself can really fuck up a performance oh, yeah. for men. So like I could see how they'd be like, well, I can never fuck her again because I won't even be able to sh- try. Like, you know, <laughs> it'll it'll be in the back of your here's, mind for the here's first the time. Piece. We're going to jump ahead to the end where they have sex again. I was still very surprised that he didn't try anything else first. Oh. He's like, oh, we can do it again. And and she yeah. was like, yeah, we'll do it. And and um, at this point, they've successfully beat the witch. And he thinks the curse is probably broken. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. believe that it really was the curse anyway. Right. He just was like, I haven't had sex in a year. And I really, really like you too much. So mm-hmm. I just like, I went in and was like, oh, no. <laughs> if, 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 but even Noelle was just like, yeah, well, that's actually kind of good because that just means that he was that into you he that was he, that right? fucking hot yeah you were that <laughs> fucking hot that yeah. he was just like oops you should look at it as a compliment yeah i feel like women get told that a lot for shit though and we should <laughs> not everything's a fucking compliment just just as a side note uh <laughs> <laughs> not always a good thing but even then so he thinks he's gonna be fine he's like desperate to prove to her that he could make her feel good and like he wants to be really he's like i pleasure women i know how <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> super funny to be like adamant about but okay and even then like he did a lot more kissing for sure and like he kissed all you know her her boobs and her nipples and stuff but he didn't he put his hand down there a little bit and did a little bit of digital like like rubbing the clip but then he just went in again and i was that like was wow a- you aren't even doing oral you're not <laughs> no, even giving oral not shots. even gonna give it a chance or even like finger penetration yeah like, just nothing. you have to fucking get her just, off first i think yeah. Yeah, to make up for the last time. Yes, (laughs) or at least try. (laughs) Put your best foot forward, buddy. Uh, I mean, the second time was it was a great. Yeah, like they had a good. Mm -hmm. I will say it's not my favorite sex scenes. They're not. They're not that. They're not this uh, like compared to how well I like the book, like and the the writing of the book. I was a little. But I don't want to be like mean, but you know. But I think it goes I wanted along... more sex scenes. Oh, for sure. But I think it goes along with the type of book and story it is. Absolutely. The two characters who are awkward and uh, they're they're nerdy and they like you know what I mean? So it's not like they're not like Adonis's or just like No, and and he pretty much only had like one serious relationship yeah. with Delilah before college, for like 6 yeah. years before they mm-hmm. broke up. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, so no, it I get just, it. 
I do get the theme. It. Although I think that would fit a little bit more with like early 20 year olds because you're still trying to find that your mojo or whatever it is, like, you know, your rhythm, your style of sex and, and things like that. Because I could tell you that I wasn't good at it in my 20s. I God, no. Dismal. Fucking awful. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Can't say I'm great at it now. Uh, but. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, even now, I don't think, like, thank God for toys and the open mindedness of my husband. Like, you know, I give it a shot, but you know, I'm, not, I'm open not. for like direction. Like, sure, tell me yes. what. But no, I'm not like wandering around going, I'm super great. <laughs> it doesn't cross my mind a lot. No, I don't. And I also don't do sexy very well. I do awkward very well. That's why. Oh, yeah. Weird. Super weird. If you Mm -hmm. ever want something to be made weird, (laughs) you're a girl. That's exactly right. (laughs) I was recently told that a lot. What? Like, don't make things weird. I'm like, that's what I do. (laughs) You're like, I am. That's me. (laughs) I can't not. I I do weird. (laughs) That's who I am. I was like, I'm sorry. All right. I will not to. <laughs> Can't promise anything. Uh, I was like, you don't even know the funny story about me throwing myself off a of bed. So not yet. Not that's yet. episode. I don't even remember. Oh, well, it's come up a couple times. I don't yeah. remember either. Because <laughs> it's my favorite story. It's the greatest story. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, definitely. but yeah. So no, I could I understand why they were kind of a little bit awkward and a little bit, mm-hmm. but they did have really good sex at the end, and or at least they both were very happy with it. They were I'm happy. Not, I'm not it. saying it's great. I'm just saying they were happy. <laughs> they were. They both got satisfied at the end from their second time together. And she was. She got off with just penetrative sex, which is mind blowing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and she was on underneath. Like yeah, she was I was the him. whole time I was like, nah. I can count on my one, two fingers. Zero fingers. How many times <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> How many times and two is a hesitant. I know of one for sure because I was like, Whoa, it can happen. <laughs> it can happen when I'm on the bottom. That's amazing. <laughs> With no toys attached. No, no. I have a (laughs) big fat zero there. Oh, no. (laughs) Not happening. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, so that was pretty, pretty incredible. But so much more, even though this is paranormal, more realistic. You so much more, like one of the most relatable. realistic and mm-hmm. relatable sex I've ever seen. In both a, scenes. In a paranormal romance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, both mm-hmm. scenes. Like in contemporary, they're definitely a lot m- closer to realistic because there's not the five times, six times, eight mm-hmm. times, right? Contemporary writers are smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> or at least they're not dealing with, you know, supernatural beings who they can right. they can make the rules however they want, right? Exactly. But even so, I, I, I'm racking my brain to any contemporary I've read where it was disappointing. And I don't remember a first time being disappointed in, even in that. No. I think it's always actually like hold something on. that we read? No, nothing that we read. I have a feeling now that there was one where, like, the guy was too drunk. But I guess they didn't really end up having sex because he was too drunk to get up. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Also very realistic. Also very re- realistic. Yeah. Well, it, it, we're talking about it. Let's do our kiss and tell. Yeah. Which is exactly yes. this this conversation, <laughs> which is the disappointing sex between the two main characters. We haven't had that yet. But also maybe our first time experiences that we've had or just like any story about just this. Because I can understand if it was like later in a relationship where it's like, okay, I get it. If you just need to get off real quick, that's cool. I'm here. Or <laughs> if you're or if you're both in the, in the mood, but you don't get the satisfaction or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, no, no. Yeah, that definitely is more like. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I remember once, this is going to be so, um, I don't know who this puts, no names, no names, no (laughs) names, and I don't know who this puts in the worst light, but there was one time where we were definitely having sex, and then the next thing I knew we weren't having sex anymore, I was like, did I just give up on that because I was bored? (laughs) And I asked him that, and he's like, no, we we finished, and I was like, oh, okay, good. Oh, shit! You actually asked? Uh, I think I might have been a little drunk. But yeah, I was like, oh, shit, did I just quit? Because I was tired? (laughs) And he's like, no, I came. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, that's bad. Because I had not noticed or paid attention. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, other things on your mind. (laughs) Uh, uh, 
I get distracted and less interested, especially if I've been drinking and I'm not feeling it anyway, which that particular was not one. Well, and that was almost kind of like almost the situation where it's just like, okay, well, I'm I'm here. You can just do it. I'll know. I'm just. I can fake it through a lot, like fake being interested in it if I want to be. But this was later in a relationship and I was just like tired of faking it. And I just been like, (laughs) I don't care anymore. Like. This is not working for it hasn't been working for me for a while. So. Right, right. And I was just like, that's fine. I would not have sex with you, but I'm just like not interested. Yeah. <laughs> or I just didn't. I just didn't have the fucks to give to like continue right. putting up the front of being like, yeah, I'm. This is good. Great. This is the greatest <laughs> moment. It's not. It's not good or great. But that was a while ago, so. Yeah, and that's hard. But it, it I mean, obviously, definitely happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the first time Dan and I had sex, he didn't even come. It was me. He mm-hmm. did it twice. And I tapped out because I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, ah, it's too much. And I don't, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, that's hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, not for me. Learn to be less generous, Dan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello there. Yeah. Two is unnecessary. (laughs) And I know that it's definitely happened in past relationships for sure. But that was also, like I said, when I was like inexperienced and I didn't really know my body and what I wanted and what and how I can achieve the goals that I have while doing the sex. So, you know. Yeah. It's fucking challenging. It just it fucking is. is. Like, it's not an easy... Like, I'm real good by myself. That shit's oh. unlock. Like, yes. <laughs> no questions asked, that, right? Yeah. But when it's not, when there's somebody else, especially, you know, as I'm going through new relationships and stuff, you don't have that comfort level yet. So you're, you're learning yeah. it as you go, mm-hmm. and you're like, you just tell your body to be comfortable, but your body's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of worries in my in my brain right now and i'm not going to deal with being comfortable and we're not getting there and i'm like my brain is definitely fighting Uh, it today yep like you know and i try like it's just like my brain is like nah we're not giving up sorry (laughs) (laughs) we're on high alert (laughs) and then i just feel bad because i'm just like you're doing a really good job and you're trying super hard oh and i appreciate it i appreciate the effort i love yeah the effort's great my brain is like fuck that not (laughs) not working yeah those moments are very hard to cope with here's the other thing too it's like at what point though then is it like it's one it's never our responsibility to make them like to save them from feeling bad right like i'm not there to no to feed into your ego or whatever it is like i'm not gonna rescue you that way that's not what i'm here for (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna tell you if you performed if if it was a dismal performance then i'm gonna tell you and actually like with dan i don't have to tell him if that happens you know he already knows and a lot of times he's like i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry i could do it again said aiden you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. it's just one of those situations but also part of why it's fun that this is in the book and why it's important is that it's normalizing normal sexual encounters right because men shouldn't feel pressure to Uh be what's in other romance books and like these automatons that can just go all night and get it up like you know back to back to back to back and like have no refractory period or whatever and mm-hmm. like it's unrealistic it's crazy and we shouldn't expect it and we don't but yeah. i'm sure there's some out there that do and it's part of the societal pressure on them that they should a always be interested yep. in sex b always be ready to have it and c be able to like just perform as, as they want to at will without they also have the mental things right yeah that happens to them just like it happens like just like i described where i'm like there's no amount no. of stimulation that is going to fix this because my brain didn't decide to get engaged today exactly you know and unfortunately for them they don't they have the tool that tells it, it that is that is their sleeve right that they're emotions lay on yeah they're so too, yeah theirs is a lot easier like yeah. i could be disengaged and mine's still fucking there it, it's, it's a hole and like, you can't really tell like it's yeah you know like, like it, i don't it's not have interested. to be <laughs> engaged for sex to work but it doesn't show like it's not right up front no whereas, whereas yeah it. yeah like they do have visual. that pressure and they yeah the sex wasn't steamy steamy but it was describing a real realistic and i i love that you're like let's normalize that because mm-hmm. it's so 
That's it way happens. more likely. Now, so again, we read romance for the fantasy bit, so we do like the parts that are completely True. unrealistic and just really good, dirty sex. Because again, and this, this is, is my- paranormal, even though it's not paranormal sex. But yes, you know, this is our porn. This is this is what yeah. I want to be, unlike reality. But <laughs> it is important sometimes to have it be closer to reality and to check back in on how we're putting pressure on both, you know, and all genders to be yeah. unrealistic things. And, you know, mm-hmm. you need to kind of change that and make it more like, okay, like sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it you sounds- just cuddle. Sometimes, yeah. you know, oh, <laughs> it's done early, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I, I know it may be a, like a hard first impression and to think or to dread about what it would be the next time, but you can't. You can't really judge it off of that. No. I mean, you can if you want to, but maybe don't. I don't know if you're willing to, but, you know, <laughs> obviously it worked out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think another key piece to their relationship is how connected they were like intellectually and emotionally and like all of those other layers were really important and were there Mm -hmm. so their first time was unsuccessful or unsatisfactory for you know both parties but they had this other connections to fall back on to strengthen and to really realize you know, that's not all we have. So yeah, we don't have to just be that physical upset. Yeah, it's more than just physical it. connection. Absolutely. And it was strong. Those other factors of it were yeah. real strong. They They're really liked each, each other. other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very important, too. Because it's not always about that. Mm-mm. Of course, it's great, but not always about that. Well, so... <sighs> At the end of this book, they discover that Priscilla is the bad witch. She gets destroyed by the crystal. And then we don't really... Well, Celine gets to escape the town. Yep. And they're together. Yep. Aiden and Eddie have a falling out. And that seems a little a little up in the air, but... Again, really realistic friendship yes. example, right? Because yeah. you don't always, like, things happen. Now, often you don't kill your friend's aunt, who is a secret <laughs> witch. Um, and then try to put your relationship back together. So there's not that stressor. But they had just started out as roommates in college who Mm -hmm. put together this show after college and are considered best friends. But everybody who knows them also thinks they're very opposite characters. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird, you know, like, so maybe it was that kind of relationship that that it had run its course. And all of the pressures that came up from this two weeks spending with his, you know, with each other at Eddie's family and going through all of the struggles of like Eddie not understanding why Aiden just doesn't want to do Christmas yep. shit and Aiden going like can't you just leave me alone for a while like all of it like fell yeah. into place and maybe it was time like things were going to change for them it was hard to read though because we don't get that in books either exactly you know? we don't get best friends falling out and, and like but also understanding why Aiden had done that to both of them because he even said it later he was like Eddie's real mad at me that I didn't tell him that you were a witch but that's your story to tell I can't tell that no matter Hmm. who i'm telling it to that's not me to tell exactly and at the end i think eddie maybe understood that a little bit more because he realized Mm -hmm. he can't tell his uncle and cousins yes so they all just think aunt priscilla disappeared yep nobody else is really knows the story they tried to tell the cops the story but the mayor and the police chief showed up and they apparently are really good at hiding paranormal bullshit in this town Uh and so everyone just thinks she's disappeared and they're just gonna leave it at that and he's like she was a crazy fucking witch and i can't tell them because they loved her they right. loved who they thought priscilla was who she pretended to be with them even though she was succubusing her husband's life force away the whole I time know. they were married well that's why he seemed so like <laughs> just to he do was whatever an, she wanted. He a was non-entity a, yeah. a m- machine but was it ever explained how eddie got injured then because to he got, the family he, i have no fucking idea that was completely we have no idea how that's going to get because he was in the hospital for like a week or so oh More unless unless they were unless the whole story is there was some kind of hooligan fight at the library because the library is also like practically burnt down yes that resulted in eddie's injuries the library building burning down and priscilla being gone yep. somehow they must have tied it all together as <laughs> like gangs from out of town kidnapped <laughs> priscilla and burnt the library and shot Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everyone's just going with that, even They're though that's just like ludicrous. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I want Rory to have more of a story. I need to know what is going on behind, because I think she has a bigger I literally couldn't have cared less about her. (laughs) I think the way that she wrote her was that she was like a non-entity. She almost didn't need to be there, but because she had popped in all of these Mm -hmm. little places and stuff, I feel like if she's going to be there, which she is, then she needs to have a little bit. We need to have an understanding as the reader what her purpose was. Yeah, I guess that's true. 
That and never understanding Celine's mom or any of the story behind yeah. that. We don't even know her name, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't remember she, reading it. She was very adamant that she didn't want to train Celine. So Celine mm-hmm. does all of her magic from self being self-taught. Yeah. Her mom didn't train her up in the magic, pretended to be normal, and never told her about what happened with Luna and the history, just that they were cursed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is not enough information. Is- <laughs> and uh, Celine's got so much more potential to be a very powerful lunar witch or a moon witch but she doesn't know anything she doesn't know anything and bb and noelle are different types of witches they're green witches so they do more herbs and potions and plants Mm -hmm. and stuff so she at least has them but this is all like it's wild it is a lot of open storylines i guess i mean the last page did say to be continued so (laughs) it is who the fuck knows (sighs) they drive off into the sunset in ghost the caravan yeah yeah and that's and that's it, guys. That is it. Do you have a fun fuck fact for us? I do. So it's not as fun. True. But it is it a is fun fact. Fun. And I think it is a PSA that we should uh, do. So in the book, we haven't mentioned it much, but Noelle in particular uses the word fuckboy. She likes to describe Aiden as that from the beginning because mm-hmm. I don't really know why. She just... Yeah. She, she's not... <laughs> She doesn't really give a reason because he hasn't really behaved in what we would say were stereotypical, culturally Mm -hmm. understanding the term fuckboy. So we thought we'd look it up and we'd like kind of talk about that. And both of us discovered something that neither of us knew, Mm -hmm. which there's an actually really ugly history behind the word fuckboy. And it's really not a good word to use. And it's not the fun, cutesy, like male version of slut that it kind of pretends to be. So this is from affinitymagazine.us. This is an article called Quit Saying Fuckboy, The History Behind an Ugly Word by Don Dwayne. And it was written April 18th, 2016. So it's not a very long article, and I think everyone should read it if they can. But the takeaway from this is that it was originally used as a slur against male victims of rape, specifically prison rape. So it was a, a fuckboy was a male prisoner who was passed around as sexual property of fellow inmates because they were weaker and smaller. They were taunted and called fuckboys, and in order to prevent them from speaking out about the rapes, they are often beaten, strangled, and have their throats crushed. Mm-mm. So it's not a good word. Mm-mm. It's not something we should throw around lightly. It's not the, oh, well, we have, you know, women's are called sluts and whores, so we now we have fuckboy. It's not that. So don't use it that way. I think I had never heard of this history, and so I thought we should share it with the podcast and with our listeners, because the more you know, the more you can help... Uh, you know kind of tweak language to be yeah. better so make it more aware you know sort of bring out the awareness around it i never used the word anyway but i'm definitely never no. going to use it now you know and now that when i hear it i'll be like hey did you know and then ruin yeah. everybody's party <laughs> i will totally Absolutely. debbie downer this shit next yes. time i hear it in public i'll be like did you know let me tell you where that came from <laughs> let me just really ruin your night because mm-hmm. i'm here to bring yeah. that so um yeah it's a good thing to know i'll get not we'll post that link it's a really short article like you know it's just giving you the background mm-hmm. um, and basically saying stop using it yeah you know? great information i'm glad that you came up across that because that's important to know yep because it does sound like just a funny you know like common common use word for yeah you know trifling men (laughs) yes yeah exactly and i have definitely heard it in what i think people suspect the context to be in it is yeah finding out that it has a really you know a longer history yep when where it's used very um, negatively against victims mm-hmm. in a system where they have no power is very it's something we need to know and you know fix so yeah. all right so that's the not fun fun fact <laughs> yeah <laughs> for this week and then i guess we just need to rate the book let's do it all right so i think i'm gonna give this overall seven okay. story and sex okay i do i think i could have given it a little bit more had there not been extra parts to the story that we probably didn't need that weren't needed to get the storyline going. Mm-hmm. I love the relationship between these two. I think they're adorable. I like Aiden a lot. I think he's a really good guy. And I love Celine. I think she's this I young really woman loved her who... too. I loved her description, like her really curly wild curls yes. and her giant thick glasses. I love it. Like if they fall off she's basically blind. I mean <laughs> she's super adorable. Fun. Super and adorable. She's 
so she's personable and so sweet and nice and she's just this young lady who is just like trying to find herself and discover how to be a better witch yeah and you know she's going through all of these adverse societal things in her little town and she's just kicking ass and just doing the things that she needs to do to survive and has noelle and bb in and now she has aiden but i appreciate her as as a character and of course the sex was interesting because we never had a disappointing sex before Mm-mm. but the scene was interesting and then um the second time was was <laughs> nice too but you're right it was it's not like the raunch that we are normally getting no but i wasn't isn't. expecting it with this book so no i'm okay with it i think it's like yeah it's like a six seven for me i think i would have like i know we aren't gonna get the raunch but I don't know. I really was disappointed his second time, like his second effort wasn't a little bit more creative. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on, bud. Yes. But, you know, I liked it. I enjoyed the unexpected pieces. We didn't even, we haven't even talked on some of them. Like we highlighted so many. This book, we highlighted more notes notes than we've ever made in a book before and there's just all these little unexpected moments that really make it interesting and fun to read i did struggle with the pacing and the length of the book i do think Mm -hmm. you know it's a Mm -hmm. bit it's not that it's longer i read long ass books but i just didn't think that the pacing held up and kept me moving through it right yeah so i'd get like Okay, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, at a couple times throughout the book, but that doesn't make it bad. Like it isn't a bad book. It wasn't what where I was just like, well, I can't even read this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that feeling at all. I just wanted a little bit more speed or a little bit less side stuff. Like there was all she had four, I think three or four co-workers at the library and like the main lady was awful but they all were equally awful and like just there were scenes of them like gossiping about nothing and like her accidentally like dropping a plate or something and i'm just like that didn't serve a purpose (laughs) like she could have just had a really mean boss and that could have been it yeah but we had to have all these other ladies and then like or like him interviewing and not getting anything out of like the people he kept interviewing like he was like that one teenage girl and then her mother and then like and just nobody he didn't gather info those stories were unnecessary. They helped the story none. No, at no point. Like even the really fun hospital heist, right, where they break into the hospital oh, yeah. and steal the medical records. No information nope. honored. It's dead ended. Never was- came back to it. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of it. None of it came about anything no. like that. They didn't get any info out of that. I was like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, those parts were a little hard to get through because it was just like, okay. It's just, if if it doesn't come back and explain or have like a tie to the actual storyline, then it's unnecessary. Yeah, then I'm just like, okay. okay. So, but yeah, overall, very interesting. And I'll probably read more of her. She has a lot of other books, not just this. Yeah. I want to say, though, this was the only paranormal one. Let me look. No, I think there are other books that are after this that are part of the storyline, right? Well, she says to be continued, but I don't. Yeah, there are. So there's Black Moon Rising, Black Siren Song, and Black Wolf's Revenge. Yeah. And then she does have some standalones, but I don't know if they're I don't either. They kind of read as contemporary. Yeah. Just their titles, but that doesn't say anything thing so i don't know we'll see yeah awesome all right guys so our next episode we're gonna read hades which is the 14th book in the speed dating with the denizens of the underworld series that's written by lots of different authors but this book is written by ariel dawn and we will have her on the podcast to talk about this book mm-hmm. yes we're excited to have her back on the show yes. so um uh, quick read guys if you guys want to do it just get it real quick read it with yeah us. and i mean if you haven't been following the speed dating with <laughs> the denizens of the underworld series that's on you you really should be i've read <laughs> Uh, 16 of them there I think there's like 18 or 19 out right now they just they don't have a total number they're just gonna keep writing them until they're done but it's like you know 10 12 authors mm-hmm. so each book is standalone enough but they also they're in a world they live yeah. together in a world so it's really interesting it's super fun all of these different gods goddesses creatures beings that live in the underworld keep falling in love with their fated mates <laughs> at speed dating events <laughs> yes so should be fun and that yeah kalina's got she has the privilege of reading a lot of them and i've only read this one and i followed along just fine so (laughs) all right so we'll see you guys uh in two weeks for that episode and in the meantime we'd love to hear from you you can reach out to us on social media at dirty books that's facebook instagram or twitter 
or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all of those places, it is sh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you could find podcasts. If you can go there, rate, review, subscribe to us, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Jim Townsend, for your music. We love it. It's great stuff. And with that, we'll say goodnight. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. <laughs>